Well, hello there and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN Radio. I am Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. The show team, Matt, Ace, and Jeff are with us. And we are glad that you are as well because we have another topic that we're going to put out there today as we do each and every day. And your your takes, your wisdom, your insights, and especially your lived experiences really make this show what it is. You get to uh, minister to one another, in a sense, on Take Two. So we look forward to hearing from you today. Here is the phone number, 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. That is so true, Jerry, that we wait for the Take-Two family to show up, and they always do in grand style, and they are the catechists, and it's wonderful. We are helping souls as the mystical body of Christ. So here is the question today. Please get ready. uh, Get your hands on your phones, your cell phones. Oh, they're already in in the palm of your hand. So just start dialing. Um, Here's the question. How many times a day do you worry about something? Now be honest. Come on. How many times a day do you worry about something? Okay. Start dialing right now. Let's go. 833-288- 3986. Every single phone line should be lit up um, because let's just face it, Jerry, worry is a part of life. There's so much uncertainty out there. And, you know, we we sometimes go through life um, and we feel that anxious uh, state and, you know, we're, we're left with all of these thoughts and sometimes they go around and around, let's face it. And, you know, if we're really honest, it, it's kind of part of, you know, human nature, but we can talk about it and we can help one another and we can work on ways to approach things differently so that we can have more calm, more cheer, more comfort, more confidence, more joy. Mm-hmm. Well, you may have your calculator out by now, um, but we're, we're not necessarily asking for a number like, well, I, I, I tend on an average, I tend to worry about things 7.46 times a day. Well, it doesn't have to be a, a specific number, but do you struggle with worry? Do you have things that kind of keep coming up in your mind? You give them to God, you entrust them to God, you take Padre Pio's advice, pray, hope, and don't worry. And still then, you know, an hour or so later, you're back to worrying about something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you look back on things after the fact and you say, wow, that went okay. I didn't have to worry about that. So tell us about your experiences dealing with the issue of worry. 833-288-3986. As we look around the world right now, and of course, even in the church, um, it can it can be cause for concern, cause for worry, but we, we also want to be trusting and abandon ourselves to the Lord. So Tell us, give us your experience, your lived experiences of worry and how you overcome it or move beyond it. 833-288-3986. Okay, you said the key word, trust. And we'll talk more about trusting in God more than the worry that you are facing. And we understand that. And But we, let's, we'll explore that later in the show. We have to get to um, what the patterns are of each and every one of us um, with, in terms of worrying on a regular basis. Our brains are computers. Let's face it. It goes around and around. It, it spits out different um, kinds of, of angles of things. But, but still, it, it, it is taxiing. It's a lot of time. Um, it really... You said, Jerry, you know, when something works out and you think to yourself, you know, why did I worry about it? And you, it, let's face it, we spend a lot of time worrying and time is precious and, and time should be used wisely and worry, as we know, with Padre Pio, pray, 
hope, and don't worry. Why? Because worry is useless. It's useless, yet we all do it so easily, and it kind of um, overwhelms us. Can you, can you tell that we're speaking from experience? So come on, you guys. And we say this each and every show. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. If you hear the sound of our voices, you are part of the Take Two family. We need your help. We need your wisdom. How do you stop worrying? Uh, We know that our dear friend Gary Zimak, great author and speaker, he's written many books on it, and he does a a fabulous job exploring it from his um, lived experience and and what he has learned over the years, and that's wonderful. So we have a lot of resources out there. I know Dr. Greg Popchek has written books on it, so um, Dr. Ray Garendi talks about it. I mean, so many uh, speakers and authors have, have... shared with us how to um, overcome and master it and, and get beyond the, the, that anxious state and that worry. But let's face it, Jerry, it's an easy thing to get caught up in. So if you are caught up in the ruminating thoughts, call us, 833-288-3986. Yeah, and maybe you've had that experience Debbie was just talking about, about you get you get past something that you'd been worrying about, and you say, that was a lot of useless worry, a lot of anxiety and sweat running down my forehead and, and stuff like that. If you can point to one example in your life where you've maybe learned that precious lesson from our Lord to trust, and you, you really look back and you say, wow, I really... I really should have been more trusting in that situation because it definitely worked itself out and I learned from that. And now maybe you're less of a worrier. I know I can, you, you mentioned Debbie, we can speak from experience. I am definitely a worrier, not to pick on my mom, but I think I got it from her. It's my mom too. <laughs> oh, it's your mom too. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, my mom was always such a worrier and I used to, I used to have so many, the Holy Spirit would give me these things to say to her and she'd say, oh, you're, Jerry, you're, you're such a, so philosophic, you're so wise. And I said, well... I don't know. I just that's just what came to my mind. But I need to I need to apply those things to myself. So take two family. This is your show. Uh, we're talking about worry today. How many times a day do you worry or how often? How frequently? How have you overcome that? Maybe you know someone who just you look at them and you admire them because you, you just they, they just don't have a worry in the world. You look at them and they just kind of roll with things and you want to be like that. Maybe maybe you know someone in your life like that. 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. Here goes the Take Two family. You guys are awesome. There's a couple open phone lines. If you worry or you know somebody who has a problem with worrying, um, call in. You don't. You can. You don't have to out them and and tell all their details. But we need to know kind of what's happening in people's lives because then we can learn and grow together. That's that's how we roll here on Take Two. So please fill up those open phone lines at eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. I absolutely love. Love, love, love my mom, Connie. Um, She passed away in 2021. Um, But my mom was the queen of worrying. And I believe my mom actually was a very, very much of a free spirit. She really enjoyed life, but she had six kids um, and she worried all the time. And I think it really aged her um, greatly. So let's talk about that. Is worrying starting to age you? Are you seeing signs of that? Right, Jerry? Indeed, 833-288. 3986. Email take two at EWTN.com. Get the chats going on Facebook and YouTube where you're watching the video streams. This is Take Two. Be right back. Worry, worry, worry. That's what we're talking about today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. There is an open phone line just for you. So if you are a worrier, please um, 
call us and tell us how the worry is getting to you. It's overwhelming, how you deal with it, how you put it um, in its proper place. Because there are times that you want to think about something and, and kind of process it. And we understand that. I mean, there's always balance in everything. So um, we want to talk about the what's opposite of worry. And that is definitely we need t- more trust, more trust in God. So let's talk about all of this from all the different angles that we always do on Take Two. But we need you to fill up those last two phone lines, 833-288-3986. And Jerry, before we get to Julia, who's up first, who's a first time caller, let me just share with our listeners, if I may, the world over email. Um, Don't miss the latest political and cultural reporting and analysis on topics of interest to Catholics and people of faith on the world over with Raymond Arroyo. And get news from the world over in your email inbox every week. I do. I love it. Uh, Sign up today. All you have to do is visit EWTN.com and click on subscribe. Um, Jerry, um, worry. Let me ask you a question. Were you, did you used to worry when you were a kid or did you grow into worry? I'm I'm just curious because some kids, uh, there are kids that worry, you know, you can see it in them. They have a lot of they're, they're anxious about things, but, or did you just kind of learn it from watching your mom? I'm just curious. Well, probably a combination, you know, I don't have, I mean, I, I don't know how far I could go back in my memory to try and, you know, ponder how much of a worrier I was growing up. But I, I think because of circumstances of my family, you know, the, the, the broken family, dysfunctional, all of that stuff, you know, I'm sure there was worry present there all, all the, the years that I was growing up. But, um, you know, maybe, and I'm sure some of it has just been learned. Yeah, from I, I think my my mom a little bit again. Not to pick on her, I love my mom, Dorothy. God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. But uh, probably a combination of all of the above, I would think. Okay, I'm just curious because I want to get into the uncertainty, you know, of situations when kids are growing up. Because I think that that don't you think that kind of leads to a sense of worry? You're 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 wondering what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So every angle we're going to cover um, here on Take Two, please join the conversation, 833-288-3986, talking about worry today. Julia, is like we promised, is up first. First time caller from Northeast Pennsylvania on JMJ Radio. Hi, Julia. Take it away. Hey there. How you doing? I would say that I would worry when I was unprepared and um, younger. But um, having my family, they're gone and grown and now grandchildren, but they're not really around here, around me much. Um, just I, I really don't even think about worrying because um, I'm prepared in so many different ways in my life. And I, I'm, I think I probably have my priorities right. And um, God first and everything falls into place. And so uh, that gives me a lot of security and a lot of trust. Mm. Julia, that is a fantastic recipe. Preparation on your part and trusting that God's going to do His part. And I, I think I just want to focus for a second on that preparation because I, I am, I'm probably an over-preparer, if I can put it that way, and yet I still get kind of nervous and anxious, say I've got to give a talk or you know, accomplish some kind of a project or something. Um, I like to be early, show up early. I like to prepare, you know, over, over prepare ahead of time and all of that. And yet I still approach it kind of in, in this panic mode, like, oh, dear Holy Spirit, you know, please help me and be with me in this situation. So I love the, the, the approach that you take, Debbie, I'm sure, uh, especially your life coaching hat on, that's mm-hmm. probably music to your ears. 
Oh, absolutely. Julia, I wrote it down, preparation and trust. Now, let me just ask you a question. What about something that has already occurred and you go back and you replay it? Do you ever do that? I have a lot. And um, I, I did. I think I did call into you once, and that was after the death of my military son. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two other sons that were buried long, long time ago. And um, I figured, well, I've, my son is coming home. I've got to bury him. I as well exhume the other two babies and, and uh, get everybody buried in the same place. And they could not find on the site map at one of our local cemeteries where my two infant babies were. So I had to trust that God knows where they are and give that up. That was a real, real big worry for a long time. Um, but it's God knows where they are. Uh, but yeah, and when my military son died and I got that knock on the door, my husband was at Adoration. Uh, we're a peripheral house. Uh, my daughter ran across to go get him, and uh, she stayed at Adoration. That was her first day at college, and we were going to take her to college. Our whole world went upside down. Mm-hmm. But I knew that on that day, that was a feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, that he died, that um, she finally got him. Uh, a young, single, good, 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 good man. I would say he was a holy man. Um, so, yeah, I had to trust. But at that moment, I, I had to take over the, the handles of what to do, who to talk to, and arrange to get out and bring that boy home. And um, pretty much as calm as I am right now. And that was all the Holy Spirit. Why? It all comes with that... God first, be prepared. I knew when my children entered the military that, you know, this could happen, and it did. Um, But no, I've had many different situations in my life where something may have gone up, and I'm not too concerned about it because, you know, God's Mm -hmm. taking care of it. So, Julia, let me, you know, we're so sorry um, for the loss that you have experienced. Um, but it sounds like you're so um not maybe maybe comfortable is not the right word but you're you've just you're you're relaxed enough to to understand that God is in charge God is going to take care of everything you know you will be oh, you will be okay everything will be all right you'll you'll make it through whatever whatever comes your way um is it because you have gone through such severe loss or it's somehow, cause there's something interior inside of you that I'm sensing. And I, is it just, do you have this really strong trust in God? Do you, were you able to trust your parents and your people around you? Did you, I mean, somehow you, it's, it, I'm, I'm tapping into something in, in, in your interior that just, it seems like you, you have always, you've always had this element of trust or am I way off? No, I would say that I've I've always had it. Uh, when you give it a voice, then you you own it. And mm-hmm. I gave it a voice in my young years. I'm a catechist. Okay. And okay. Uh, I teach my children um, that our life starts as a, a squiggly journey. Mm-hmm. And how much of your squiggly journey are you staying on that journey, or have you come off the journey? And I have a couple years, just a couple that I've gone off that journey that I know, but I came back and never left. Mm. And and there's a lot to be said when you are yoked with our Lord mm. and yoked with 
the, the breath of God that he puts in you, why would we want to be separated and go through more stress? Wow, that's powerful. Julia, we, we say all the time on the show, you, the listeners, you know, you really bless one another and, and edify and inspire. And I know there are people listening today who have had maybe not exactly the same losses or experiences that you have, but similar, mm-hmm. and maybe have not come to the, you know, that place of of peace, you know, with trusting God. And so you've, you've been a, a great blessing in the lives of not just me and Debbie and the show team, but those many people who are listening today, I'm sure yeah. of that. So, you're, yeah. And you're the perfect catechist. You're per, yeah. you, you are in the perfect ministry to impart the faith to others, Julia. Gave that up a long time ago, and, I, and I, I'm okay with that uh, because it's just perfect. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of humor on all this. Um, I, I asked for a good man when I got married, and um, God sent me a guy named Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, my. <laughs> okay, Isn't now we're always yeah. going to remember you, Julia. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm go- I go by Mrs. Brown. But anyway, thanks a lot. I appreciate your show, and uh, I got my apple butter for done for the day, and I'll okay. move on to another project. Sounds oh, delicious. Beautiful. God bless you, Julia. Thanks yes. for being part of this conversation talking today about worry. How do you wow. handle worry in your life? Are you a worrier or have you maybe uh, gotten beyond that like Julia has? What a great place she seems mm-hmm. to be in right now. Share your lived experiences on this topic of worry, trusting God, letting go, preparing like Julia talked about. If we're prepared, then we need to wor- we just have le- less reason to worry. So grab that open phone line there at 833-288- Three nine eight six, and we're going to move to David, and David is in Williamsburg, Iowa, on um, on the podcast. Hi, David. I guess I just wanted to, when I heard the first question, I thought I hate to have somebody start a conversation about what worries you, um, as if we're all supposed to worry because I. I guess I fought that for a while uh, while I was farming and we were losing our farm and and uh, I I met Christ through that at the lowest point of my life. Uh, God did his biggest work in me. And one of the scriptures that I read later when I wanted to find out who God was and how he interacted in my life was... Um, there, I think it's like four Philippians where it says, and I don't have it, so I'm going to maybe say it a little wrong, but I liked it. Uh, have anxiety for nothing, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that was uh, that was powerful for me, and it really helped. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, David, that was a very excellent paraphrase that you gave. You were paraphrasing because it's almost word for word, Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And yeah, it starts out, like you said, do not be anxious about anything. You know, and it talks about, you know, trusting God, but a peace, the peace that comes over us, and it transcends all understanding. And, 
you know, what you went through, you said, you know, that, that whole, that lowest point in your life of, you know, on the verge of losing your farm, maybe you did, I don't know if you mentioned that, but, you know, Jesus sort of crashed into your life at that point in time, and, you know, God can bring good out of any situation, you know, we talk about that a lot on this show, and I'm sure you had a lot of worry on your mind at that time, but then Jesus showed up, you know, and he, mm-hmm. sounds like he has blessed you in a lot of different ways, sounds like you're a man of very deep faith right now, Debbie, what do you yeah. think? You can hear the peace in your heart, David, and you, you. I agree with Jerry. You said you were at your lowest, and that's where you met um, Jesus. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, about free falling into God's arms. And it's true. It's, it's, a, it's a free fall. It's a trust fall. Um, and that sounds easy, and it sounds almost exciting. Oh, I'm going to fall into God's arms. But it's it's actually easier said than done, because when the thoughts of, you know, having to pay bills, how are you going to make a living? Where are you going to live? What's going on? What's going to happen tomorrow? Do are are things going to change? And how do I accept that change? I mean, those things can really um, overwhelm a, a person's being and their brain and just and just take them down very quickly. And it sounds like when you were at that point of that, that quote, unquote, lowest, that's where you had that intimate encounter with the Lord, and that has forever changed you. Um, you're blessed. I mean, I'm sure you realize that, right, David? Yes, <clears throat> yes, I'm quite blessed, and I, um, I give a lot of the credit to my wife, who, uh, who helped me during that time. Who um, said that God will get us through this um, because she was pregnant with her fifth child, and. I couldn't uh, accomplish what I wanted to with the farm any longer. And, you know, I was working like 100 hours a week. And so um, God uh, gave me a way out of all of that. And did yes, we did lose the farm. Mm -hmm. But he he gave me um, peace uh, Mm -hmm. through... Uh, the Holy Spirit. It was mm-hmm. just immediate, and and uh, I'd go to daily mass, mm-hmm. and that keeps me peaceful. And I I pray the Rosary every day, and um and I just uh, am so thankful that God is a God of second chances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, David. You know, it can look like a tidal wave is, is falling down on us, and sometimes, you know, it can feel that way, but at the end of it, coming through it all, you know, God sometimes has something even better, and I just want to say to you, David, you know, you sound like you got an amazing wife who was kind of your rock at that time, mm-hmm. but Sacrament. I want to say to you, David, you mm-hmm. know, you, you said you worked 100 hours a week. I believe God honored your dedication as a husband and a father and a provider, mm-hmm. and God saw your heart, and He has brought about these blessings in your life. Um, we keep a prayer book, David, as you probably know from listening to the show. We, we definitely, Debbie's added you already, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And if you want to give us your lovely wife's name, we'll add her in there as well and be praying for both of you and your family if you're comfortable giving us your wife's first name. Sure, Jeannie. Jeannie, okay. Jeannie. Wow, beautiful. Awesome. The sacrament wow. of marriage. It's, it's, it's amazing. David, you are awesome. Thank you for sharing from your heart today. You're you're an incredible soul and, and part of the Take Two family. We just 
We just love you for that. Um, and you can fill that phone line because David just freed it. If you want to get in on the conversation about worry today, we're having a great conversation. 833-288-3986. Please join us. here on this Tuesday episode of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN Radio. Don't forget it's Giving Tuesday and EWTN could use your help. So as Mother Angelica said, don't forget to uh, you know include us between your gas and electric bill or whichever two bills she used to mention. EWTN and of course your local Catholic radio affiliates and network because uh, without them, EWTN provides much of the programming and the stations have to stay on the air as well. So be generous today on this Giving Tuesday. Okay, Anne has been waiting patiently in Columbus, Ohio. First time caller to the program as we talk about worry today on Take Two. Hi, Anne. Thanks for waiting and welcome. Um, hi. Um, I, I worry all the time. I worry all day and I worry. I worry into the night if I, if I don't sleep well. So when I wake up, you know, the thoughts come to me. And I mostly worry, worry about my family and, um, you know, things that are happening in my life. But um, I, I don't like anyone to know that I worry so much. I, I mean, I'll, I'll share it with people if they ask, but um, I actually like to try to encourage, you know, because my husband is also a worrier, and so I like to encourage him, you know, not to worry so much. Or my, my son, who's 19, um, I like to try to um, encourage him too, and I don't want you know, my son, especially not to learn, you know, to be anxious. I, I want him to not to be afraid. So, I don't know, hopefully that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you, Anne. Do you, are you happy with this rhythm uh, of life for you with the worry or have you managed it well? Or would you, would you like a break from it? Or are you interested in, in, um, you know, taking some of that off of you or where are you at? Um, well, yeah, obviously I, I don't want, I don't want to worry. Um, I, I don't know of anyone who could alleviate it. Mm -hmm. Um, the things that I worry about are not in my control. And, um, I, I pray, I pray all the time, um, and I have my scripture verses, and you know, I, I surrender my worries to God when I feel, you know, all day long. You know, I have my little, um, you know, the things that I do to help me with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like every time I put in a load of laundry, I say Hail Mary for the person, <laughs> right, who right. I'm, or um, you know, I say. Jesus, I trust in you. Please mm-hmm. take care of and mm-hmm. mention the person or whatever it is. Right. And, you know, and that helps, of course, but I mean, I don't really think there's any solutions sure. to the things that I worry well, about, except time. And, you know, like with my 19 year old son, it's mostly about him maturing, you know, because he moved out of our home and he's in his own apartment and he has roommates and yeah. he doesn't go to church anymore. And, you know, he suffers from anxiety, too, and I, I worry about him. I worry about, you know, the decisions that he makes. I worry about um, the people that he hangs out with. 
Um, I worry about, you know, um, you know, and, and, and because he says he doesn't believe in God, then how does, where does he go to, to help alleviate his worry? Because right. if it wasn't for my Catholic faith, uh, I'd be a total mess, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's my faith that gives me hope, you know, because yeah. we are people of hope. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I say that all the time. Jerry knows he hears me say it all the time. I don't know how people get through life without um, a deep faith in God. I, I just don't, I don't know. It, to me, it seems so, so difficult. And um, so I'm right with you, Anne. But are you open for a suggestion? And, and it, this is really, um, I'll share this. This actually comes through life coaching. Um, actually, people pay a, a lot of money to get some of these tips and tools. So I'll, I'll happily share one that that can really start to make life a little bit easier, especially getting through the holidays when holidays can always add an extra sense of tension. So are you open for it? Absolutely. Okay. So um, it's this idea of taking a day off of worry. And so no different than you take a day off of work. You, you know what your day off is. Like, let's say you, you, you work, um, you know, Monday through Friday. And so, you know, your day off is Saturday and of course Sunday. And so that you, you plan on when you're going to look forward to your day off, right? That's what a lot of people do. They get into that, that pace, that rhythm, that routine. And you do the same thing with worry. So you take a day off. You say, okay, my day off of worry uh, this week will be Wednesday. And on Wednesday, um, you you remind yourself that it's your day off, that you're going to worry again on Thursday. So you give yourself a break. And the reason why is because it allows you to breathe. It allows you just to, um, you know, the worry's still there. You're going to pick it back up the next day if, if that's the pattern that, you, that you're in or anyone else is in. Um, and by the way, I'm speaking from experience, and this day off of worry has been a game changer for me. Um, so you take a day off and you give yourself a break because the brain is spitting out the same kind of repetitive loops going around and around. And, and when you, when you force yourself to step away for a little bit, it allows you to do other things and to fill that with some things that are more meaningful, or you can stay in the moment or you can enjoy life a little. It's those, so stolen moments, those beautiful moments to give yourself a little bit of, um, you know, a breather. So I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but I would highly um, and recommend and suggest to take a day off each week from worrying, especially if you worry on a regular basis. What do you say? Oh, I really love that idea. I've I've never heard of that before, and I will definitely give it a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it a game. A it really is a game changer. I'm Go ahead. Wired. The what? I was just going to say it will be. I was just going to say it will be a challenge for me because I'm so wired. Because you know, I've right. been a warrior. You know, long it will be a challenge for me to you know to put put my mind somewhere else right but but right but and that's what i was sharing with chronic worriers who who have it's kind of ingrained in us you know we have to force ourselves to um because i think one of the biggest fears that we have as people that can worry very well um is that when someone tells you don't worry, all of a sudden the worry gets higher, it gets stronger, right? When someone says, don't worry about this. I don't know if it happens to you, Anne, but it happens to me. If somebody says, oh, Debbie, don't worry, all of a sudden I start worrying more. 
it's because of this strange thing that goes around. And I, I think that if we force ourselves to say, okay, no problem. The worry's going to be there. I can worry again on Thursday, but Wednesday's my day off. And just like it, my day off of work, I'm not going to think about work. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to, um, even, even focus on work. I'm going to focus on relaxing and doing the things I want to do. Um, it allows you just to kind of whew, just breathe a little. So it, 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 it really, and truly that's, it's pretty much how I get through life and it's worked just really wonderfully in my life. And, and I hope it, I hope it can help yours as well. Well, I will definitely give it a try. I really appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a game changer, right, Jer? Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. Ann. Thanks for the call. Uh, ta- talking today about how you deal with war. Are you a worrier? Are you, are you not a worrier? Maybe you just like, just have this amazing level of trust in God and life, uh, you know, you, you stay free from that anxiety and tension. And if you have been a worrier, uh, what, maybe share a lesson or two when you've learned and, and God has shown you, you didn't have to worry about something. 833-288-3986. You know, she mentioned Debbie at night, you know, during the night uh, worrying. And, you know, I, I share that as well. And I, I really tried to make myself, you know, I've, I've learned to say, okay, hold on, time out. And this is kind of what you're talking about. I, I take the night off from worrying mm-hmm. because Same I'll thing. say, mm-hmm. I'll say, where am I right now? I'm in bed. Where's my head? It's on a pillow. What can I do about that project or that problem or that issue right now? Nothing. Let's go back to sleep. You know, and sometimes that's Mm -hmm. helpful. Sometimes, you know, not always, but usually it is. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's hear what Doris has to say in Omaha, Nebraska on EWTN.com. Hi, Doris. Welcome. Hi. I've got a lot to say, but I'll try to cut it short for you. Um, Well, I... I don't worry. I, I did. I used to worry a lot about all kinds. Oh, I know I used to worry because constantly. Uh, but I'm 92 years old, and everything on me hurts. Uh, I, I've got a lot, lot of problems with my health, but I can hardly get around. And I decided I don't have any control over this. I said, God, Lord, just, I don't care. Just do it. Take care of it. Uh, just don't waste the pain. Let it go for somebody that I don't like my children and grandchildren get back to the church and the holy souls of purgatory and stuff like that. Apply all this stuff to that. And then just whatever, whatever. Just help me to get through whatever you decide to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't have to worry anymore. Wow. That is amazing, Doris. Thanks for sharing that with us. And you know, you mentioned in spite of all the health problems you have and you have no control over it, you say to God what I try and say to him often, and that is, Jesus, you take care of this. You know, take care of everything, kind of like the Father Delindo Ruotolo Surrender Novena that we talk about on this show a lot. And like you said, Doris, it doesn't necessarily, in fact, it usually doesn't take the pain away, but it gives the pain meaning. You know, and in your case, you know, you said you're, you're, you're giving it to God and God is using that pain to do something, you know, undoubtedly very, very beautiful in the lives of people that you know and people that you don't even know. So, 
Wow, Debbie, this is, uh, this is an inspiring phone call from Doris. I, I totally agree. But Doris, don't you think it's because of your age and your wisdom and your experience that you, you're you looking back on your life and you're realizing that, you know, there's so many things that are out of our control. We can't, we can't go and, and fix them right away. We're going to have to trust. We're going to, we're going to have to wait, have patience and, and let, and we, God will, will give us the tools and equip us on how to get through things. And don't you think you kind of learned that from all of your your life experience because my mom was 85 and she she sounded just like you she used to say the same thing so i'm just i'm just curious does it come with maturity i think uh you know i think people i've heard people talk this younger people you know see i didn't when i when i was brought into the church i was in high school i I learned one thing from whatever the priest gave instructions. If you kill 5,000 people and you're sorry, you won't go to hell. That was my instructions. And and I raised my family pretty much on that kind of a attitude. You know, I didn't know what to say about God. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to do anything. But, you know, this program, this uh, the whole, the, your program, and I, I turn on my radio at 11 o'clock. Central Time, which is your your program, comes on then, and I watch. I listen to it until seven at night. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much I have learned about all this stuff, and that's oh. where I learned this. Oh, we love you, Doris. Thank you so much. You're amazing. And by the way, I do. I do donate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I donate to the uh, the EWTN or whatever. Uh, whatever. What is that? Yeah, EWTN. EWTN. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I donate. That that automatically comes out of my account every month. Oh, awesome. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, Doris. God bless you for you know the content of your call, but also you know it's a, it's a blessing to us to know that you kind of start your radio listening day with take two every day. Uh, just knowing that you're there and being part of today's conversation, you're you're a very important member of the Take Two family, Doris. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we love you. We wish you a beautiful Advent season coming up and, and Christmas, you know, not too far after that. So have a have a beautiful and blessed day, Doris, okay? I've done Advent before. I've not done Advent before, but with all the hints and the suggestions that I've heard over the over these different programs, I uh, I've got some ideas I'll probably put into place maybe. Oh, right. Fantastic. Good. Thanks, Good Doris. Call yeah. us anytime. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Well, beautiful calls today. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to more of you uh, who are on the line right now. Um, Kelly will be next. We have Norm. We have Gina. Going to squeeze you all in, God willing, on today's broadcast of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. want to tell you about a prayer that hopefully you are praying already. If you're not, please learn this prayer. Pray it daily, especially uh, if you have people that you know who are away from God, maybe people who are dying, it is such a powerful, powerful prayer that draws down the mercy of God because it's the chaplet of divine mercy. Monday through Friday, you'll hear it at 5 Eastern time in the morning on EWTN radio. You can join Catholics around the world as we recall in prayer the devotion of St. Faustina to our Lord and the messages that she received about divine mercy. And Debbie, divine mercy is a huge part of our ministry here on the show. Show, and mm-hmm. it's going to become even more so in the uh, in the new year. 
Absolutely. 2024, we always take on a challenge for the entire year and Divine Mercy will be our focus for 2024. And um, our Take-Two family got to listen to the wonderful um, pre-recorded broadcast the day after Thanksgiving uh, with our special guest, Rick Paolini, who is, he's an expert in the devotion of uh, uh, St. Faustina and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy and the Divine Mercy messages. And we're going to have a a weekly message every single week for our Take-Two family and hopefully we'll just dive deep into the diary of St. Faustina. It's like 800 pages, the diary. So uh, Rick Paolini's doing the hard work for us and pulling out the passages that we can all apply to our lives right away. Amen to that. I want to say to our dear friend, Father John, too, who's listening right now, he heard the the broadcast with Rick on Friday, and I got to see Father John. And and Father, we're praying for you, Mm -hmm. for your for your vision so that you can get into, dive deeply into the uh, diary of St. Faustina. So Father John, we love you and yes. we're going to, we're definitely, the whole Take Two family is praying for you and your eyesight mm-hmm. so you can read the, the diary. Absolutely. I put him in the book. Well, he's in the book several mm-hmm. times, but you reminded me today, Jerry. So I put Father John right at the top of the list. Great. Okay. Kelly in New York, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Kelly. Welcome. Hi. How are you? How are you? All right. Great. How are you? Great. Great. I was driving i'm out today running around and was glad to hear about the topic it reminded me of a poster that my chiropractor has in his office that says anxiety is the greatest evil that can befall a soul except sin Mm -hmm. god commands you to pray but he forbids you to worry Mm -hmm. and that was a quote from saint francis de sales and it made me think when I read that, I didn't think of worry as being a sin, but I sure think that it could be a sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so many times, Kelly, that we, we think we can change the outcome of things if we worry hard enough. And it really, the opposite of worry is trust and trust in, in, in who do we trust? Trust in God, right? So it's all about trusting in God. He wants all of us. He, he, uh, you know, it's in the catechism, the Baltimore catechism is, you know, to know, love and serve God, right? Well, and that, that all sounds great, but to put it into practice, it, it requires a huge element of trust and, and God wants us to participate in that, but he'll, he'll stand and wait until we are willing to free fall and to trust. So I, I agree with, um, that quote that St. Francis de Sales, I mean, great saint. Um, but I, I think worry is a killer. It is a disease. It starts many diseases and it, 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 um, it cuts people's lives. It, it ruins relationships. Um, worry. It, I agree with Padre Pio. Worry is useless. You know, um, God is merciful and hears our prayers and it's all about trust. So, but how do you trust when we're in a world that tells us not to trust anything, right? It's the world is, and we know the, the, who, who's lying to us is the, you know, the demons, right? They're, they're lying to us saying, well, you can't trust this. You can't trust that. You got to double check this. You got to double check that. And so we, we live in this really strange world where it's hard to trust. So that means we have to even form ourselves even more so in the truths of the faith so that we can build that trust. You see how I try to practice this on a daily basis? Kelly? Absolutely. And I have to listen to you every day as well. You really give me some great life lessons along with, you know, my experiences, which I have found that is 
pointless to worry (laughs) because I've worried for nothing many times over. Mm -hmm. And trying to teach that to my adult children is a little bit difficult, but I will not give up. Good. Yeah, well, we all have to kind of learn those lessons uh, with with the help of others like yourself, but in, in many cases on our own. And uh, Debbie, you, you just said something that you just reminded me how powerful worry can be, you know, in mm-hmm. our health, you know, our physical mm-hmm. health, our mental health, like you said, our relationships and everything. So it really is a powerful force. Kelly, God bless you. Thanks for being part of this conversation. Going to try to squeeze in everybody uh, who's on the line here. Um, Norm, hang on. Gina was right, right, just barely in front of you there. We're going to go to Gina in Houston listening on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Gina. Hi. Welcome. So nice to enjoy your show today. And I wanted to share an experience I had. Okay. My teenage daughter attempted suicide Mm. and our health insurance maxed out at $10,000. The hospital bills were $650 per day, not counting psychiatrists and therapists. And my anxiety level was way off the top. I I just would panic every time I thought about how I was going to pay these bills and give my daughter the help that she needed and the support she needed to overcome this. And I found that I couldn't even pray. I would just sit down and cry. And uh, a stranger called me uh, about some work I was doing for the church, and she wanted to know why I was backing out of this program. So I told her what was going on, and she said, Stop trying to pray. Just say, Jesus, I trust in you. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that. And I found out every time I said it, I relaxed more and more. On my commute to work, I would say, Jesus, I trust in you. 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 And I could feel my whole body relaxing. And it changed my entire attitude to the point where I I felt like a whole person again Mm -hmm. that could help my daughter. Wow, that is powerful, Gina. And given the circumstances that you were facing at that time, for you to have the grace, and God obviously gave you the grace, to turn to him. And I love what that uh, that stranger who called you said, you know, stop trying to pray. And that may sound odd to a lot of ears and hearts that are listening right now, but there are moments in our lives, like you were going through, Gina, that... You know, we just, there aren't, there aren't words, you know. Um, I mean, the, the, I think it's, it's the book of Romans, you know, talks about, you know, the spirit, you know, gives utterance, you know, to our prayers when we, when we don't have the words, something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing badly, but Debbie, there are those moments when we just have to really, all we can say, if we, if we can say, Jesus, I trust in you, those five simple words, we, we start to, uh, it starts to soak into us, you know, and it starts to really take root in us. And we learn over time to trust more and more, as Gina's talking mm-hmm. about. Well, Gina, as you were speaking, I was, I started to get very emotional because I actually um, typed over to Jerry. That's why I say, Jesus, I trust in you a thousand times a day. I totally, uh, com- completely, I can relate to how you started feeling whole again. And, and you're, you, you're started to feel alive again, because you, you kept transferring um, that statement to Jesus, I trust in you. 
um, and it, and it builds and the confidence builds. And the one thing I just wanted to add, probably that person that stepped up and said what she said to you, um, she was probably praying for you and that's the mystical body of Christ. I don't know if you felt it while you were going through what you went through with your daughter, but when, when you get to that point where you can't really sit down and focus in prayer, you want to connect to God. You want to be very close to God, but it's very hard to do it. But, you, but yet somehow you feel like it's happening for you. I believe that's the mystical body of Christ stepping in and praying for you, Gina. And I'm sure you probably have felt those prayers. Um, can, you, can you share a little bit more about that? Did you, ever, did you feel that, that people were praying for you? I really did. I, I felt the need at that time for church, for God, for prayers. And um, through this, I had so many people that drew close to us. And it was amazing because um, our hospital bill was paid in full Wow! Uh, by my husband's employer. Oh, my. Oh, my wow. goodness. It, the doctor sent us a bill for five thousand dollars marked paid in full. I'm telling you the blessings were just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And my daughter grew into the most faith filled, strong woman you've ever met in your life. Praise God. And led so many others to God also. And I really believe that God answered our prayers, and I don't hesitate to share that with people who are in trouble and just tell them, stop worrying. Mm-hmm. Wow. What an amazing story, Gina. Thank, we're so happy that you called today and shared this on the air, because like I was saying earlier in the program, uh, you, the Take-Two family, what you share on this show, it's going to be useful and inspiring and edifying for a lot of other people. So, Gina, God bless you, and, and, and we'll be praying for you and your mm-hmm. entire family. Wow. Um, Norm in Ohio, we've got, uh, I don't know if we're going to get to you or not. We've got literally about 20 seconds before the closing music. Norm, real quickly, if you've got about 30 seconds, sorry about that. Go ahead, brother. Uh, once I realize that um, it's all divine intervention, there's no coincidences, and um, and I pray, and I know that works, but once I put everything in, in the Lord's hands, I, I can honestly say I, I really don't worry. That's, that's the opposite of faith, and my head hits the pillow, and boom, I sleep great, and I can guarantee you I have all kinds of issues like we all do going on around me uh, health a, a crazy neighbor and such and financial but um it big deal you know you're in a good place norm mm-hmm. you're in a, a fantastic place and you were a great call to end i wish we had more time to hear from you because you really again you could teach us a lot but you just did actually so norm thank you you can hear that music there we're winding things down here um tomorrow we're going to shift gears a little bit talk about meaningful bible books or passages. So be thinking about that if there's anyone that has a special meaning in your life. Until tomorrow, we wish you a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.